and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. <laughs> Thought you sounded like you've forgotten who you were there. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Yay! 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 <laughs> Both of us are sitting rocking in our chair. We're going slightly insane. Yay! Lost my mind. <laughs> it's the end. So, um, how's things, my friend? How's things? I'm quite upset because Brian Dennehy passed away. Yeah, that that's that's bad news. I'm still genuinely upset about it, by the way. How dare he? Like, the thing is, right, we, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, Brian Dennehy today, um, but he's one of those guys that you kind of go, oh, fuck, he's been in so much. God, yeah. In fact, what we'll do today is we'll break down his 10 best movies according to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's interesting. I've got a list of my own, but still. Yeah, well, we can see how it compares, right? Because I think uh, I think there'll be two very different lists. <laughs> I, have, I, have top, I have a top 13. A top 13? <laughs> although although wow. they're, not really, okay. they're, not, they're not really in any particular order. They're more like highly recommended Brian Dennehy films. Cool. Well, we'll see how that compares to Rotten Tomatoes' best Dennehy films. Um, so before that, obviously, every week we kick off the podcast by talking about the films that we have just seen. Not literally mm. just seen, unless you got up at six o'clock in the morning to watch a movie, which, knowing you, you may well have done. I was um, contemplating that. A couple of days this week, I almost have. Um, so, uh, so, what was the, so we always do last film we saw and then last new film we saw, because sometimes they're two different things. Yeah. Um, and also, Ross is incapable of just picking one film, so we just. I just think it's up... different. I just think we just watched so many films. So the idea of just saying the last film is sort of you know, the last yeah. film. So. What was the last film you saw? Well, it's funny. <clears throat> well, I suppose. Okay, so this is just the last film, not the new film, the last film. Yes. Well, that would that would be uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Wow! Wow! Well, I wasn't. Do you know what? I wasn't expecting that. It took four four hours and fifteen minutes or so. <clears throat> so uh, this the extended versions. Well, yes, this week was uh, obviously Earth Day, but it was also coincidentally uh, Jenny's birthday, as well as my yeah. sister Katie's birthday, which is fascinating. Is it Katie's birthday this week? It, my sister really... and my girlfriend have the same birthday. I don't know what that says about me. What, on the same uh, day? On exactly the same. Oh, not the same year, but the same day. No so, way. Yeah, totally. I know. No I know way. Yes way. Random. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Dude. Totally <laughs> rare. Yeah, no, it's very I was like, what? <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, and uh to not forget though. Well, it's true. Yeah, I've got I'd, I'd be I'd be uh smashed in the face by two 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 lovely ladies. Um also Jenny is a massive uh, Lord of the Rings fan, uh, and I like it quite a bit. Uh so we basically did the trilogy, although doing that in one day wasn't such an easy uh, prospect as you might imagine given some totally something like 12 hours or something yeah so, especially so we did it with emmy not that long ago to introduce her to it my daughter and um we watched i watched the non-extended versions because i'm like for the first time watching it for her yeah i just need to make sure she can get through it yeah and that obviously we didn't do it back to back but we, no. yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I love Return of the King. I mean, again, it has its challenges, i.e. the 48 endings and some pretty ropey effects in the last battle. But it's it's funny. Yes, this is interesting. <clears throat> so for me, it's always it's always been about the two towers, which is still spectacular. I will say, though, Return of the King this time around, I guess this is probably, it's either the third or fourth time I've seen it, probably. Uh, 
And it's it's better than I remember. I don't know why. I, it's more eventful than I've remembered. In terms yes. of, the ending is the ending is painful. It, it goes on for like thirty six minutes. I don't even remember how long the epilogues are. And the extended version is longer yeah. as well. Well, that's that's, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. That's what I was. Yeah, that's, I, I, that, I no, no. I mean, I mean, but the extended version, the endings are longer. It's like just what we needed more endings. Yeah, it just you know. <clears throat> but I mean, look, when you take the whole. 12 hour experience it's not really that ridiculous in some total but you just kind of go it's really even though it's enjoyable anyway but no i it it's better not that i ever thought it was bad but it's 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 more exciting and engaging than i've remembered the effects work i recalled it not being so good but for whatever reason it holds up really well on blu-ray now so i don't know if that's like age preserving it or something do you know what i mean like yeah. Like you look back and go, oh no, that was really good. Like the battle scenes are amazing and you know, all that stuff. So it's definitely, however you define this, it is a better film, like a more engaging film than I'd remembered. So um, take that for what it's worth. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, we were, like I said, we we watched the trilogy and I, I'm surprised how well, how well they held up. Um, the, the effects, when I say the dodgy effects, there's only a couple and it's most, mostly to Legolas and the big elephant thing. Oh, that. No, you see, okay, yes, you're absolutely right. At that moment, <clears throat> that it just, here's the funny thing. It's not, it, it, in isolation, it's not the special effect, like the visual effects of it. It's, it just looks goofy. Like it doesn't, even if it looked real, which it doesn't, but it's not the like, like when you lay it down as a shot against everything else, it looks just about as real as anything else. It's the the problem is, and I know we're talking about a fantasy film here. It just looks stupid. Like he surfs down a trunk of an elephant yeah, and yeah. lands, and it just and it just looks. <laughs> it just takes you out. It you, you you don't go wow. You go what? Like you don't yeah. you don't. This is gonna this is gonna factor quite heavily into a film that I watched last night. Interesting. Um the 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 so the last film I watched was actually a new film. Okay. So uh I watched Chris Hensworth in Extraction. Oh, I want to see this because Sam Hargrave directed it and he's a very talented fight guy. So I'm curious about it. I'm curious to see. So right, I'm not gonna spoil anything. What I'll say no. is it has the two standout sequences, right? Mm. There is a fight scene with Chris Hemsworth in a um, kind of an apartment quite near the beginning, which is genuinely one of the slickest, well put together American fight scenes I've ever seen. Ooh. And it's like, it, it's got elements of kind of that on back kind of like tough as fuck stunt work. Yeah. Like where there was a couple of impacts or a couple of things happened that actually made me go, oh, um, and then it's got a um, it's got a, an action sequence in the middle to do with cars and stuff, which the way it's shot and I don't want to give anything away um, is super fucking clever, really fucking clever. Um, and, and those two bits made me go, yeah, this film's got some proper action chops. It's yeah, I mean, Sam, shady. just to. I don't know if you know, but Sam Hargrave was like the double for Chris Evans and does most of the fighting and, you know, all that. So he's a very talented fight guy. And a very ta- I've, seen, I've seen other other films where he's been in as himself, like as an yeah. actor. He's very talented. Well, so the, the, the problem is the script doesn't particularly hold up mm. and it just, it meanders. And there were a couple of moments where I was just like, like someone described it. I read a review and it said, 
you know, this is this is like more akin to a, a an eighties Chuck Norris or Sylvester Stallone action movie. And I was like, wow, I'm really excited now. And unfortunately, it's not because those are action movies, like the Chuck Norris films of the eighties, just fucking went action, 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 done. And you were like, uh, hang on, hang on, you missed out, you missed out something. Action, what? action, action, beard, action, beard, beard, action, 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 beard. Explosion, helicopter, done. Plus beard. Um, it does the explosion helicopter bit. So it's okay. got some nods. But yeah, so so it's like it's not a bad film. And if it was 20 minutes shorter and there's a whole specific sequence in it where you could just go, I just didn't need that at all. Also, and um, <clears throat> there is a sequence at the end. And again, I'm giving nothing away um, where there is a, a lot of people get shot. And it gets to the point where you, you literally go where literally Hemsworth is walking around like pop, 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 pop. Like, like these army and police guys are just falling. And at one point I turned around to Zoe and I was like, they're seriously going to have no police left in this town after this film. Because he <laughs> must have killed 400 people. And I shit you not. And like without any of them getting a shot off. And you're just kind of like, like if they'd have been painted white and in Star Wars, you you go, well, even stormtroopers aren't that fucking useless. And it, it, that bit just took me right out of the film. Because I'm like, Oh come on! It's a, literally there is a five-minute sequence of of Hemsworth just walking and shooting people, mm. and you're just like, I, I get it, he's good. Yeah, but, but also if, if nobody know. else if nobody else gets a shot off, it gets a bit like <clears throat> it's a little bit like how certain uh, our good friend Scott Adkins, uh, you know, a very very big fan, like a lot of his movies, but sometimes you see fight scenes. I'm just using him as an example. He's not the only one by any means. Where like if nobody can touch your hero, like if he fights like twenty people or whatever, and nobody touches you, there's no vulnerability. I hate that in a movie. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. Um, I'm, using him as opened, I'm, I'm using him as yeah. an example. I'm not. You know, I'm just. Yeah, no, no, totally. The film, the film opens and like within a minute of the film, it kind of and then flashes back. So you kind of you see that Hemsworth is absolutely vulnerable. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. But but even so. I totally get, and I, I hate that. I hate that in films where uh, you commented on it, like on someone's post the other day, where there, 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 someone put a joke about people queuing up to like yes, get hit yes, in martial exactly. arts films, and it's it's that same thing, right? And I've I've never been a fan of that, where people just stand around and like like I'd be like, well, if that was me, I'd be piling on that fucker. Yeah, why, when he's why looking at someone people, else. <clears throat> why those people dancing around? I, like I think I posted, but I, I I quite respect it as an Englishman because we're very good at queuing. Yeah, so, uh, exactly like, no, no pushing, no shoving, one at a time, and then Which be destroyed. So, if in Vengeance Two you have a line of people queuing up to to beat up um, gold, yeah, that's it doesn't fine, work, right? Because yeah. if they're, they're British, like if anything, they should be taking a uh, they should be taking a ticket and like like oh yeah, like a deli 85. counter, yeah, like a deli yeah. counter ticket would be amazing. Should do that should definitely so, be in there or something. So overall, I'd be really interested to get your thoughts on it. I will be watching uh, it this weekend. It has some highs and it has some lows. Mm. The highs are really high. The mm. lows aren't terrible. Um, also, there is a guy in it, and I swear to God, he looks like the uh, he looks like the Indian John Travolta in um. <laughs> like that. In basically early nineties Indian John Travolta. Now that. I, I'm, I'm going to stop the podcast now and just watch that. Like, um, and now I've that. told you that, every time you see him, 
does he wear a white disco suit? That no, unfortunately not. Um, but literally, like he looks like he looks like the he looks like the um, Indian John Travolta, and I was just like, this is fucking fucking brilliant. It's like, oh. and once you get that in your head, you're, the whole film is almost ruined because of it. Um, the other film that I saw, yes. the older film. Um, I'm going to pick two actually, uh, because we're still carrying on our Marvel rewatch via, oh, okay, uh, yes. and we're up to Iron Man three. Uh, it's Iron Man three, right? It's fucking brilliant. Right. We watched it, uh, well, not long ago. It is absolutely brilliant stuff. His, well, his King Lear was the t- was the toast of Croydon. Toast of Croydon, wherever that wherever that is. His Lear was a, his Lear was the toast of Croydon, wherever that is. Wherever that I, is. I guarantee you that I guarantee that Kingsley gave him that. I just I don't see how they would have come up with that. Right, no, it's, um, Drew, it's the writer Drew Goddard, isn't it? He's English. Oh, Goddard, He's like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. So, and like, and like, I love the fact they get Wanker into a into a Marvel yes. film. Brilliant. Yes, that's true. Um, it's and it's brilliant. It's just a brilliant film. It's funny. The relationship between him and Harley is genius. Yeah. Um, and it's just it is a it is by far one of my favourite Marvel films still. Um, and the fact it has this wicked knowing sense of humor about it mm, of and shane black directs it at christmas which is just yes. beautiful uh, and the other one um and this will go on to something i'm going to talk about quickly before we get on to brian dennehy um yeah is um enemy of the state oh yes i love that film Tony Scott, that's great, isn't it? I mean, the text's a bit waffly. I every time I watch that film, I forget that Gabriel Byrne has a, a like a thirty-second cameo in it. Also, the the guys in the truck, like the guys in the monitor room, Seth Green and fucking um, Jack Black, Jack, and every, all of these people. It's like, it's, amazing, it's like a writers' and it, room. And then you've it's got like, Scott like Carl. Yeah. And you've got um, <laughs> uh, Jake Busey. Everyone's in it. Brilliant. Like it's literally, it's one of the best casts. Um, it's 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 hokey as fuck, but it's brilliantly hokey. And yeah, Hackman is great. Um, like I, you know, you we you, we were talking about True Romance a few weeks ago, and you were saying mm. how Tony Scott uses that finale in every film. Everything, everything, same angle. Totally, yeah, totally forgot he does. He pulls the same trick in Enemy of the State yeah, as well. Yeah, same. It's, it's like it looks like he's in the same room. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's brilliant, yeah. and, I, and it's like some of the same people as well. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And I was just like, I love this film so much. It's brilliant. Um, I did, yeah, I do. I do want to watch that again soon. It's great. It's great. But, but, good luck finding it. And we'll come on to that in a second. So what's the yeah. older film that you've seen, Mr. Boyer? So actually, I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do, a, I'm actually going to flick for a few. And the only reason why I say this is some of them you've referenced before. And I'll be super quick. I won't be very long. I saw, I finally saw The Gentleman, which I really wanted to like, but oh my, oh God. I knew you'd I didn't, I didn't hate, no, hate is the wrong word. I thought Hugh Grant was fantastic in it. Um, <laughs> Hugh, Grant, in fact, Hugh Grant is like, like I don't know what it. film he's in. But did you see my point about Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, he thinks like, he's in a Scorsese movie. Or so. It's really he, strange. He literally acts like he's in a Scorsese movie. It's Hugh very Grant strange. acts yeah. in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Like, and then you've got Charlie Hunnan, who I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's better I don't know what in he's that doing. He is good in it though. Like he's not. He's by no means. I love that scene where they catch the kids and all that stuff. All that stuff. Was yeah. Good. Um, I, but it I'm does, they it does the yeah, I got they killed they they killed the gag um about the guy jumping over and getting hit by a train yeah. in the trailer because that yeah. was really funny. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, there's definitely bits that are good. It's too long. It's definitely too long, and it meanders, 
and it thinks it's better than it is. He wrote it as well, which is a bit upsetting. Like, I don't think he should write alone. I think he should write with someone because there's bits that totally are great. And then it definitely thinks it's cleverer than it is. And it's not. Um, and I don't mean to sound too facetious. Like, it just, there's really good stuff in it. Like, anyway, and it's, it's at least 20 minutes too long. Um, we did a whole bunch of Marvel, whole bunch of Marvel, which I'll skip over for the most part. Saw Fantasy Island, which I loved, except for the end. <laughs> oh, except for the end. Okay. So I've got that to watch. Um, it's great. Like, I really loved it. There's an amazing twist. I won't ruin it. There's a particularly amazing, not actually twist is the wrong word because that's leaving your dad apart. There's a realisation that happens later how things are all coming together. That's cool. fucking great. I think it falls down a bit at the end, but let me know what you think. I saw Countdown, which you saw from the recording, yes. and I liked it, but it 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 doesn't really work. Like I, I like the idea a lot, and and it, also the most interesting characters in it are the guy who runs the electronic shop. He was brilliant, like really funny, and the guy she meets there who turns into like the lead male. Like they're the two yeah. best things in the movie, and and they're good as well. And it, it's perfectly fine, but it is like a. It's six out of ten, and it will never be better than a six out of ten. Um, Did you not think though? It felt yeah. like someone had made a final, de- literally, like they final wrote a final destination, movie, yeah. and then they yeah. couldn't get the rights to do it, so they yes. went, "Oh yeah. fuck it, we're just doing something else." Yeah, it feels like a final destination reboot plus app kind of thing, and it, yeah, that's that. We um, with a lot of the other stuff, but obviously the trilogy. The film that I saw that I liked the most this week because I hadn't seen it in a while, and I I just love it is the the, the Muppets from two thousand and eleven. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. It's wonderful. It, was, it is wonderful. I think the sequel's better. <laughs> uh, the sequel is fine. I, I will watch it again, but I just remember not liking it's it as much. terrible. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, but, I mean, I remember it being fun. But The Muppets is a wonderful, like, wonderful film. There's songs. Anyway, uh, okay, so I saw Captain Marvel for the second time. Because we were watching Okay. Everything. And it's just not good. It's no good. It's, it's, it's... It's I do disagree with you quite a bit on it. It's got good bits in it. It's Jude Law, uh, the woman who plays her part, like again, of uh, Monica Rambeau. Like, there's good bits in it. She is, I can't. I, anyway, uh, and then, and then, just finally, uh, the most recent film that I've seen, again, you've seen it, is the rhythm section. And I, it's not good. Like, like it's, there's good. I'm there's stuff so in it. glad you agree with well, me. Well, on well, that. well, well. There's there's bits in it that are good. Like like I love the training stuff with Jude Law. I was yeah. surprised at how much I liked that. And uh, the bit when he's training her to fight in the kitchen. Well, not when well, she's trying to kill him. Basically, that that was quite good. I I, I found her credible. I think Blake Lively is very good. I was surprised at how credible I found her as like a bit fucked up, and then sort of winning the fight through willpower, not through like actual like being like black widow or something i thought that was clever that bit on the bus was brilliant the thing where the the female like won't have it but the guy won't do the bot you know that thing i thought that was actually great um and then there was a fight with richard brake that i loved like there's definitely bits there's like there's like 30 to 40 minutes of the film that are exciting like good it doesn't hold together though at all it really you see doesn't. my point about and the beginning is goes, horrible. The beginning is terrible. How she goes from like a drug addict, loot nothing, to yeah. a super killer. I and mean, you just kind of go, yes. If this had been over ten or eight episode TV show, right? Yeah, I would have totally bought it. Yeah, there's no sense of time. Had, but 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 there's no. no sense of time. It doesn't say like he doesn't. It unless I missed it. It doesn't say like six months later. 
Like, like if she'd been training with Judel for six months, I'd sort of go, yeah, all right. And, and bearing in mind, there's an aspect of Nikita here where they take a really fucked up, you know, druggy and make her into an assassin and all that stuff. So, so there's precedent for this story, you know, but it, that's fine. But it doesn't, what the time frame, the film could have been set over like four days and you wouldn't know. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And, and, and I know, that, I know that's, I'm not trying to pick, even pick holes. It just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> But there's bits that do like like there's individual sequences. Yeah. And I really I really like the score as well, which at first was irritating. I found the score very irritating initially. I just but as it as it settled in, I liked it a lot. I gave it a five out of ten. Yeah, and I think that's fair. pretty fair. It's not it's terrible. terrible. It just no, it's not terrible. didn't it just didn't grab me. Right. Just to go back well, to what I just so sorry, just, just on that point. Sorry, just on your point. It it feels like the film doesn't care if you're interested. Does that make it sense? It really does. Yeah, it does. Like, Do you know what, not... right? If it had been a four or five part TV show and yeah. they built it and they put a test mission in there for her and she, right, you know, yeah. and it was something that, that, that kind of, there was a, because basically what happens is she trains for Jude Law for, for 20 minutes. I mean, literally could be 20 minutes, right? Yeah, and then like, I mean. and then all of a sudden she's going out and killing people and you're like, I'm bored of this now. And it's like, and there's also, I've done, I've seen this film so many times. Yeah. And in I the agree. last two years, we've had Anna, Peppermint. Oh God, yeah. All terrible. these other fucking similar things, and you're just like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done with this story. But thanks. Um, so I'm gonna have a little rant, mm. and then we'll go on to Brian Dennehy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working from home. You're working from home. I like, I'm sitting. I'm, I like. Sometimes I put a movie on in the background. Sometimes I don't. And I was like. Oh, I really fancy like a film like Enemy of the State, right? So I've got mm-hmm. Disney, I've got an Netflix, I've got Amazon, right? I've got all the three major streaming services that you can get in the UK. Do you think I could find it? No, from what you were telling me, no. So, so then I was like, okay, fuck it, I'll, I'll watch Independence Day. Good on no. you. What? I was like, nowhere. I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch Armageddon. Armageddon surely got to be on one of these fucking services. No. So then I just got to the point where I was just, I just started putting every 90s movie I could think of. More rats, Lethal Weapon 3. Like, I'm going, just one of these fucking films must be on one of these fucking services. None yeah. of them. What? Conair. None of them. What? I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Like, there are so many amazing films, deeply average films to some people, but amazing films. So, like, I was like, Few Good Men. No, couldn't find it. Bad Boys Few was. Good men. Few Good Men? Bad Boys 2 wasn't. Um, Con Air wasn't. Crimson Tide wasn't. Enemy of the State wasn't. And I, but, a I, I think, think, but a lot of these are the same studio, though. So I wonder uh, if there's some thing. Potentially. But even so, like, so... I just got to the point where I was just like, so I started to search 90s movies. Right. And and that's when it really hit me just how fucking terrible the selection is. It's just like, oh, come on, man. Like, like there are a million movies out there that are never in a million years going to make any money from people renting. No one's going to go, hey, do you know what? I want to pay $7.99 to rent Enemy of the State. Right, yeah. Why okay. enemy of the state because I can't rent it. No one's gonna do that. No. I did in the end. <laughs> but that was like, fuck it. 
like all the all the Bond films from from like Sean Connery up to um, Pierce Brosnan on Amazon, right? Oh, okay, they, yeah. They did a big press release last week, right? Right? No, they're not in the UK. Wow. And I was just like, I was like, for fuck's sake, man. So I ended up paying to rent something that I didn't really want to pay. Now, don't get me wrong. Amazon Prime has some, some good films. But Speed, you can't get on, on, on Amazon Prime, for example. Wow. And I'm idea. like, it's Speed. Like, like Interstellar, again, not my favourite. Oh, actually, I quite liked it. I know you hated it. Not on Amazon oh. Prime. Awful. <laughs> okay. And it came out like years ago, right? And I'm just like, just, uh, it's like, what is the point of having these amazing streaming services if, if like a whole chunk of films are just not available? And don't even try and search 80s films on Netflix. Like, like 80s action films, they used to, they used to have like American Ninja and none of that shit anymore. Right, yeah, so I got, a little, I got, I got, a, I, I got a little bit of toys out my pram the other day, and I'm like, well, I'm no fucking surprised people still use torrent sites and streaming sites, because surely, surely, like, there must be a. It's become so fragmented now that you actually can't watch anything, even right, if you yeah. pay for everything. So I, I got, I got a bit pissed off. If I'm honest. Right, of course. Um, however, in fairness, um, in fairness, if you put 80s action into Netflix today, the first film that comes up is Bloodsport. That's pretty cool. Donald Trump. Uh, and then Roadhouse. <laughs> Apparently, also, also uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Excellent. It's an 80s action film. What? Well, it's one of the chases in it and stuff, I suppose. Also, apparently, Doom is an 80s action film. Wow. Uh, Doom. Yeah. Doom, yeah. Or was it the yeah. very end of the nineties? Maybe ninety-nine. Uh, early early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, um I'm I, I just I just kind of just got to a point where I was just like, for fuck's sake, I've got like all of these streaming services and I just can't watch anything. Right, yeah, of course. Um so yeah. Anyway, that was just my little pissed off. But the selection is <laughs> terrible. Like, like that, there's not even all. I can't even find all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh right, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, in fact, on Netflix, if you put Fast and Furious, you get Fast and Furious Seven, not my favourite one. Okay. Uh, an animated TV show, Need for Speed, and that Michael Bay movie, Six Underground. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. So anyway, uh, Netflix. Amazon Prime, be better, man. That's be crazy. better. And you can't even get the first. Uh, you can Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious Eight, Fast and Furious Seven, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, um, Fast Five, Too Fast, Too Furious. None of them are available on Amazon or Netflix. Mm -hmm. However, <coughs> you can get the Fast and the Fierce. What? Which stars Adrian Paul and Dominic Swain. Nice. Uh, I, I mean, to me, that's a win. Uh, a 2.3 rating on IMDb, apparently. Mm. Ross, you've got to watch this film. When terrorists plant <laughs> a bomb on a commercial flight, the passengers aboard the plane must fight to keep the plane in the air and all the passengers alive. The bomb is rigged to detonate whenever the plane dips below 800 feet. What? Amazing. 
Dad Speed! Wow. As he's gone onto my watch list. <laughs> anyway, um, sadly, Brian Dennehy passed away last week. It was very sad. I'm still genuinely, still genuinely gutted. It, it's like one of those great actors that's just been in everything. So I thought it'd be a good idea for us to have a look at his best rated movies and then see what Ross compares this to um, and see which ones of these we might not have seen and see which that ones of these sense. are really good. So let's start with number 10 on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes' best Brian Dennehy movies, uh, Trumbo. It's great. We start with one I haven't seen. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great film. I didn't put it down for some reason, but no, that's a, that's a terrific, that's terrific. I don't think he's in it that much, to be honest, but that's a really great movie if you haven't seen it. I've not seen Trumbo. Let me let me just see. Can I get it on Amazon Prime? No, what a shock. Oh. So uh, at number nine, and I'm sure this is a movie that Ross rates far higher than number nine, but at number nine, it is the one, the fucking only First Blood. Yeah, First Blood should be like number three or something. Um, but it's, it is great. He's fantastic in it. He's like, when you think about the idea of like, Dennehy versus Stallone. It doesn't make <laughs> you sort of go. That doesn't seem to work. But it's, it's not a fair people, fight, is it? Well, people forget though that the first, well, First Blood, was a thriller. It was like it was an action film, really, but it was a thriller. It wasn't like there is action in it, but it's not you know mano a mano fisticuffs, except for a few places. You know, there's a bit when he escapes from the police station. It's really good. But as a as a, a foil and as as um the sheriff who kind of gets in way over his head like he's really becomes almost like a victim yeah because of how ignorant he is at the beginning of the film and how intolerant he is at the beginning of the film and it's fantastic performance yeah it is it's it's a much underrated film that um mm. you know and even rambo 2 is a bit more of a it still oh, maintains movie. a degree of seriousness it's it's almost like the it's like the other commando as far as i'm concerned but yeah it's, it's like lethal it's lethal weapon 3 to lethal weapon 2 you know, it's like there's like in Lethal Weapon 3, in Lethal Weapon 2, sorry, there's still a degree of seriousness. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's getting towards the silliness. Mm. Um, Number eight, FX. Oh, I've got that down as well. I absolutely love that film. He and Brian Weird. Brown together are just superb. Yeah. Weirdly, I actually preferred FX2 Murder by Illusion. I think a great uh, film. I think it was 101 film put out the double pack. Uh, of, of Blu-rays and I watched them pretty much back to back and they're both fantastic together. They definitely work together. You know? Yeah, good film. Uh, number seven, a film I've not even heard of, let alone seen, is called Semi-Tough. That's a great film, Burt Reynolds. That's a great <gasps> film. How have I not seen that film? Mm. <laughs> Hold on. Ross, guess what? What? I bet you can't find it. It's, it's, it's Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopher. Oh my God. I'm not yeah. even joking. It's on Amazon Prime and it's now Amazing. on my watch list. You've got like bright, uh, Cole Webbers is in it. It's directed by Michael Rich, who did The Last Dragon. Dude, it's a good film. How have I not seen this? It's great. Seriously, check uh, it out. Uh, Burt Reynolds has the worst haircut ever on the picture, though. I know. He looks. It, also, the, the the poster looks pretty much like a porno. <laughs> it's really no, it, strange. It, it literally, literally looks like a porno. It's it's incredible. Uh, number six, uh, a film from 2013, The Challenger Disaster, TV movie. Oh, I don't even remember that. So I probably haven't seen I've it. I've not. 
Not even heard of it, my friend. Not even heard of it. But um, very highly rated on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 92%. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, next up, Disney Pixar, uh, Ratatouille. Of course. Now, does that, I don't know if you know about it. So you're aware of the, the Patton Oswalt uh, bit about Brian Denning? No. I'm gonna, I'll do a very, very quick summary. I definitely recommend you check it out on YouTube. And of course, in the, in the end, they've ended up working on Ratatouille together. So that's fantastic. But um, very briefly, Patton Oswalt manages to bullshit his way into the Batman Begins film premiere. And, uh, okay. and he, he makes a whole thing about the fact that obviously in the after party, there's all this food, and, you know, buffet and with, with, with gorgeous food laid out and all of the actors are there, but they're not touching the, the food because they stay cut and beautiful by not doing that. Uh, and then he bumps into Brian Dennehy, who just happens to be there. And they, they talk and apparently he's really generous with his time, spends like five minutes with him just, you know, oh, you're an actor as well. Oh, that's great. You know, keep it up, slug it, you know, all of that stuff, like really encouraging. And then, you know, they part ways and uh, Patton himself keeps circling this buffet hunger and hungrier just wanted to eat food um but kind of won't do it because there's you know these other people around uh and apparently <laughs> a little bit later on brian dennehy goes to the buffet table while Patton's there and just he, he probably takes one look at Patton and says character actors who gives a fuck if we're fat and just starts piling the food into his uh, weirdly some i heard the end of that story this week from oh, someone else about it's someone brilliant. else that's amazing. It's really, it's really, um, really funny. It's a wonderful and and yeah, the, the fact they ended up working together is that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome, isn't it? Um, yeah. by the way, on a complete side note, uh, talking about amazing celebrity moments. Last week's Kermode mm. and Mayo film review. Mm. So they're talking about you know they do their um DVDs to uh, films on TV to avoid. Yes, so, so bad. Kermode, bad. Kermode picked Deer Hunter. Right? Yeah, yeah, because it's. Sh- I don't get Deer Hunter at all. I don't. Interesting choice. Yeah, but, I don't. So anyway, so they're, they're talking about it, and he's going off on one about Chimino as a, as a person. And mm-hmm. at that point, um, Richard Dreyfus dials into the show to because I have an interview with him, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And 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 they go and and literally, um, Simon Mayer goes, oh, anyway, look, so, so Richard, you probably you don't want to talk about Michael Chimino. Let's talk about you. And he goes, no, no. I want to talk about Michael Cimino and basically <laughs> tells a story about how he met Michael, Cim- uh, he met Cimino. Yeah. Um, I think he was dining with Spielberg and like Spielberg said, Oh, what do you think? And he just said, there's something about him. He just seems like a, there's just something off about him. He seems like a horrible, doesn't not a nice person. Sure. And apparently anyway, apparently like someone worked with him and then apparently it turned out that that person was right. It might've been even Spielberg that said that, that, that the guy was right. Anyway, yeah. but it's like, it was one of the most, weirdly open and honest moments I have ever heard. Well, we so we so rarely get that, don't we? On mainstream, like on BBC. It. Yeah. Yeah. Go on to the podcast, listen mm. to the beginning of the, the like, they timestamp them. So just go to the beginning, if you can't watch, listen to the whole thing. Go to yeah. the beginning of that interview with Richard Dreyfus, and you'll just listen to like Richard Dreyfus just slamming Michael Cimino and oh, you're just God. like, fuck me, that never happened. That's brilliant. Uh, number... Uh, by the way, uh, just so you know, um, uh, First Blood is also not on Amazon Prime. Um, Ratatouille is, however, on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, it should be. Yeah. Number four, Never Cry Wolf. Never seen it. Never seen it. Never seen it. Uh, let's that sounds, just check. That's, that's, that sounds like a TV movie. It's also got a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. But, but tomatoes. does that mean? But does that mean that nobody's watched it and therefore brought it down? Do you see what I mean? I, I think, 
be a thing. Uh, Never Cry Wolf is also not available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Well, I've never heard it. That just sounds like a TV movie to me. Uh, number three, Dear America, Letters Home from Vietnam. Never heard of it. Uh, number two, Failsafe. I love oh, that. That's, that's, the, the, that's the TV. With yes, George Clooney. Clooney. It's, fanta it's fantastic. I've still got the DVD. I, I feel like watching, like, you know, they did it live. Yeah. Because uh, the original, because the original, I think the original was as well, like back in the day, like decades before that, they did it. Um, I've also never seen that. It's well, no, I mean, but it's like, but but that the job that one, it, the the the, re, yeah, the more recent one, is is fantastic. It's very compelling. Really and I and also it's not on Amazon Prime. What a cast! Brian Dennehy. It's got um, it's everyone. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, it's got Clooney, Don Cheadle. It's got Harvey Keitel. Yes, yeah, amazing. Uh, James Cromwell. A couple of other actors who I can't think of their fucking names for the life of me. And number one on the Rotten Tomatoes list of this has got really surreal because we don't know pretty much any of these. is a film from 2019 called Driveways. Driveways? I yeah. think this is stuff. I think this is just, I think this is films that people haven't watched. I think, like, I I think been, right. Because like, it doesn't make, I mean, I'm looking at that that page now and it's like well, what's this film with no disrespect uh, uh, to the film it's, so just, it isn't it's not even listed can i can Amazon. i can i can i bring up the ones that aren't so that was the whole top 10 that was that was their time. top 10 can i bring up the ones that, that i am amazed well, but i'm amazed aren't on the list right yeah there's fat foul play which is chevy chasing goldie hall real classic classic uh, comedy uh, great, film. great film cocoon which is like oh, massive oh this is what I mean. What's going on here? What on tomorrow is what you play that. Um, Silverado, which is one of the best westerns, not yeah, for yeah. hotel. One of the best uh, westerns. Uh, by the way, Cocoon is not on Amazon Prime. What? There's a fantastic film we did with James Woods called Best Seller. I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Really great thriller. Uh, and essentially, uh, Woods plays a, like an assassin, and and Dennehy's an author. It's it's a it's a I won't get it's a really interesting uh, film. Uh, Gladiator, the boxing movie, which I love with him and Robert Loggia. I love yeah, that movie. I love that. Cuba Gooding Jr. Fantastic film from what early nineties, I want to say. Um, yeah, and yeah then, probably. Yeah, Presumed Innocent. It's a fantastic film. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to leave my favourite to last, just purely. But two more: Romeo and Juliet, the re, uh, the Baz Luhrmann one. Uh, uh, good film. Yeah, it's a good film. And he was in the remake of Assault on Precinct 13, which I really like. Like, I really like that film. Um, and then number one for me, and I know it's goofy, Tommy Boy. He's fucking brilliant in Tommy yeah, Boy. Yeah, you lost me at that one. He, 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 he plays Chris Farley's dad in it. And it's fan yeah. Tommy Boy is fantastic. Tommy Boy is a little bit like, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a little bit like playing trades and automobiles. I won't, it's really worth watching. It's very, very funny, and it's it's David Spade and Chris Farley together. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. No, you don't mm. like it. Mm. I'm, oh. I I never was a fan of um, Tommy Boy or Chris oh. Farley, to be fair. Well, that's a shame. So. The, the so the uh the brian dennehy movies you can watch on amazon prime these are you ready for this ross because this is some fucking quality films right are you ready yeah. ready cat yeah. city what <laughs> did you yep. say cat, cat city yep okay uh jack reed a search for justice okay so the jack reed films are interesting they're, they're like his character like he did like loads of it a little bit like jesse stone for tom Selleck. um the Jack Reed films are actually genuinely good. The TV movies, they're genuinely yeah. very good. They're worth watching. Uh, Gacy? 
Oh yeah, the John Wayne Casey. Yeah, the John Wayne Casey movie. Yeah, yeah. A real American hero. Never heard. No, sorry, no, forget that. You have to pay for that one. Okay. Uh, Evidence of love. What the fuck's that? That sounds like Um, sperm. Why don't we just call that sperm? Uh, yeah, Barbara Hershey. Well, that's not really evidence of love, is it? That's more evidence of lust. Lust. Yeah, lust. That's fair. That's fair. Evidence of love would be flowers and underwear, surely. Uh, I suppose. Or guilt. <laughs> that might be guilt. That might be guilt rather than love. <laughs> uh, and next up, oh, hold on, I'm going to have to go to another page now because uh, we've got Welcome to Paradise from 2007. You've never heard of it. <laughs> copycat. Oh, copycat. Is he in copycat? Apparently so. I like. I, mean, got, I really like. I don't remember him being in copycat. I really like that film. Yeah, he's Harry in a lot Clark of movies that, that that have clown in the title. Uh, he's clown. in Killer Clown. He's in Ginger Clown. What? I've never even heard of these. There's a film called Ginger Clown that stars Tim Curry, Lance Henriksen, and Brad Dourif. What? Ginger Clown. <laughs> Ginger I, I Clown. That, I must see that immediately. Hang on, I'm looking that up right uh, now. That's, that's going on my wish list. Um, and apparently Brian Dennehy. Uh, Gladiator is not available. A sort of precinct remake, not available. Uh, the next one that comes up is The Seagull. I've never, ever heard of it. Uh, from 2019 with Saoirse Ronan. Uh, and then finally, because I'm not going to li- milk this joke too much, uh, The Ultimate Legacy from 2015. <laughs> I've never heard of any of this stuff. He was in the, he was in the blacklist most recently. Was he in eight episodes of it? Ah. And then uh, another clown movie's come up. I can't believe he's in this one at all. It's called We Fam Fun Clown. What? (laughs) And there's another clown. What the fuck? He can't be in these movies. Just for some reason, someone's put a joke on this where he comes up in all this random shit. Also, I was going to say, the way that they select their cast that you can search by is kind of weird. So he may be in loads of films that he's not actually listed as you know? yeah uh i'm just gonna find one more brian dennehy film that he might be in <laughs> killer clowns too he seems to be not, seems to be linked to a lot of killer clowns movie um <clears throat> which hey i mean basically don't go to amazon prime if you're looking for brian dennehy movie um rest in peace yeah all right yeah, I mean, great actor, right? He's done some brilliant films. Evidently, he's also done some shit, but then what actor hasn't? Mm. Um, yeah, that's sad. Very sad. Very, very, very sad. But not coronavirus, apparently, just a long-term illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I hate to say this, but, you know, good innings and all that. No, good, I mean, look, if you're gonna if you're going to die, die being Brian Dennehy, right? Right, exactly. Because, you know, you could die being... I don't know anyone else, but Brian Dennehy's definitely the way to go because mm. that guy has done some fucking awesome stuff. Um, so RIP to an absolute ledge. And I, do you know what? I get the feeling of everything going on in the world. He might not be the last one we lose. No, it's I mean, it still hasn't hit. It still hasn't hit the lows of what was it? 2008, which was the celeb apocalypse. Oh, was that the one? What was the event Christopher Lee? I remember when Christopher Lee passed away. It's, it was like it launched a tidal wave of people dying. Like it was insane. I think it was. <coughs> I think that was 2008. It could be. It was, oh, two, it was a year. Uh, 2015 was when he died. I just. I remember when he. I mean, there must have been more before him that year too. But like, I just recall there was this like tidal wave of celebrities dying. It was yeah. crazy. 
and young. Because wasn't that the same year as like David Bowie and all these? I, I might be wrong about it. Like David Bowie, Victoria Wood, like all these people, like within maybe not that year, but within the twelve months sort of thing. It, it was yeah, I think it was a pretty lethal. I think it was a pretty it was really, bad uh, period uh, of time. Alan Rick, Alan Rickman, yeah, uh, these, Leonard, I'm sure Right, yeah, it's like loads and loads and loads. Omar and loads Sharif, wow. Christopher Lee. We lost BB King. We lost. Uh, actually, that was it that year. So it must have been the next year. Must have been the I next. Got, but it was like it was like in twelve <laughs> months after. It was like crazy. Oh yeah, it was the next year where we lost David Bowie, Alan Rickman, Victoria, um, George Gaines. Right. George Kennedy, right. we lost Gary Shandling. Was that you when Leslie, did Leslie Nielsen die that year as well? Prince, Muhammad yeah. Ali. Yeah, it was loads and loads. Uh, Anton Yelchin, Gary right. Marshall, Robert yeah. Vaughan, yeah. G. Wilder, Fidel yeah. Castro. I mean, yeah, each to their own. Um, no, but it was John like loads. Gary yeah, Fish, Debbie Reynolds, William yeah. Christopher from MASH, Zaza Gabor. Yeah. It was, a re- it was like a tidal wave of people. It's like a yeah. celebrity so it was crazy. And, and Alan Rickman's still the one that mm. Alan Rickman's still the one that gets me. Mm. He's the one that well, I watch a film and I'm just like, oh. yeah, you know. I don't think I realised how much I liked him until he died. As well, which I know sounds cliched. I'm <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Like, absolutely no. Guess what? This week is my plan to finally watch. And we'll leave it on this. It's my plan to finally watch all from end to end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's my mission this week. Good luck. <laughs> like, but I, actually, I, I got to say, I watched it about not that long ago, didn't I? I really liked it. And it's, have you got the extent? Have you got the Blu-ray? Because that's the, the full-on version. <laughs> uh, okay. Like, I'll, I'll, uh... there's, there's additional Rickman scenes in it. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently, it's, it's great. It's all great. Didn't Costner basically? take over the editing of the film and, and basically made sure Rickman got le- was put in less because he, he was well, in I don't know about well. I don't know about that but I'm aware that he takes over the edit of a lot of the films that he did. Yeah. Apparently he he was like there needs to be less Alan Rickman in this film. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everyone in the world was like au contraire Kevin. <laughs> yeah, au contraire. <laughs> oh yeah. Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin. Listen, his his Nottingham twang is perfect. So don't you know don't, <laughs> don't I also fact, I also love the way they arrive in Scotland go past Hadrian's Wall and then all of a sudden they're in Nottingham in like amazing, about an hour. Yeah. Perfectly doable. That is some killer geography. Ross, where can our lovely audience find out more about you? If you care to, uh, I'm on all the social things as at Ross Boyask. Uh, the film company that I work with is at Evo Films UK on all the social things. Uh, and if you'd like to follow the action film franchise uh, that I'm the writer director of, it's at Vengeance Film UK. Uh, and quite excitingly, I got sent the uh, a cut of this uh, documentary about the making of the film uh, it's going to be going nice. out yeah and and like it, it kind of blew me away also oh, oh this, this it looks like a real film it's quite strange <laughs> so yeah we got sent a cut for approval uh this week and it was yeah it was quite exciting that's that's awesome and and any any word on release date nah <laughs> but no 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 but no uh i mean obviously this year uh there's still I, I think that everyone is just waiting on you know what is happening here so they can give the film the best shot like like their other films that they're releasing so uh it's all a little bit a little bit locked down but as soon who's, as we have news we will, say again. In? so in north america it's saban films and lionsgate which is very exciting cool uh, love, love yeah, awesome. yeah they, 
they do amazing. I've got to say, when, when I first found out that they picked up the first Vengeance moons ago, um, and I, I looked at the films that they've been doing, I was so excited. Yeah, Saban, like, proper, like, good film distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very excited. So let's see. Let's see. I, I will certainly uh, be letting people know as soon as we know. I look forward to seeing it. Genuinely do. Really enjoyed the first one. So, you know, looking forward to seeing the second one. Well, you know, I'd tell you from shit, so it's fine. I hope so. I hope people would. (laughs) But most people wouldn't, though, would they? Because most people are just ridiculously polite. Whereas, like, you know, I would just go, hey, Ross, it sucks, man. It's, dude, what was up with blah, blah, blah. Man, it sucks. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, yeah, I still think Left 4 Dead's your best movie, but I'm biased. (laughs) It might be. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? It's up to the audience, isn't it? It's like a good <laughs> That's it. Right? We 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 may like like I think I think that's your best film and I still think Top Gun is Tom Cruise's best film. So I think that's pretty pretty clear that I have no radar when it comes to quality. Yes. I won't disagree. <laughs> if you were if you were hoping for like a rationalization or an No argument, no no, I wasn't. No, no. I wanted, if you hadn't agreed that I would have been concerned. <laughs> nope. uh, www.fieldsquickreview.co.uk for the blog that goes along with this film. Like and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. We'll be back uh, next week, maybe the week after. Who knows? We just don't keep a regular schedule. But it does mean that, you you know, there's a surprise where one pops up in your feed. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Take care. Be safe. Stay indoors. Don't be a cunt and all that. Oh, yeah, all of that. All of that. Bye. Bye. Bye.